Hello again, this is Charlie Balfontaine, and you're listening to the Home Buyers Hour on WCPT AM 820. And I don't know what to tell you. We had breakfast earlier this morning, and Patrick is going out of his way trying to trigger me. <laughs> All right, so I'm throwing fingers, so today might end up being a really bad show. And I just got hit in the eyeball with a malarkey flag. Yeah. You know things are bad. But Patrick, just so they know who you are, can you please give us the lowdown on why you're still important to me <laughs> yeah i god knows um so it, to be honest i am really i'm i'm a little bit unprepared at the moment because typically we have at least two to three technical issues before we start the show and you know we're we're running about five plus minutes early uh so i you know still need a little more coffee to to kind of get to that level of caffeine where my feet don't quite feel like they're touching the ground um, but in the meantime, while I'm, you know, waiting to get to that place, uh, mentally, the happy place, the place, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Patrick Loftus. I'm a real estate lawyer, believe it or not, sometimes, and, and when it counts, I take things seriously. Uh, I really do. Uh, I am a real estate lawyer. It's important. Um, you know, law is a very, very broad area, right? There are all kinds of lawyers. Um, and the last thing you want to do is hire a lawyer that doesn't have experience and a lot of it in the thing you're trying to hire that lawyer to do uh so if you hired a lawyer and say for example they hire they handled your traffic ticket or god forbid your dui probably not the guy you want for your uh, real estate purchase or sale uh instead you want to hire me because you never met me in traffic court uh you will have met me because either you met me you know somehow uh, serendipitously or you were referred by your real estate broker but either way um, that will have been a very fortuitous meeting for you because I'm the guy who handles real estate transactions and I'll be able to protect you from whatever bad things might be awaiting because real estate trans oh, real estate transactions are easy they're not they're not if you bought a place or sold a place and it seemed easy it's because you were probably the sucker at the table is what I've been telling people so uh, if if you had if you if you you didn't arrive at some point in the transaction where you had a decision to make, mm, you know I, I I'm a little bit skeptical about your representation. Oh, absolutely, so. and there's a lot of decisions that need to be made, and we don't want to make them for people, but we want to educate them so they make an intelligent You're decision. Right. You're right. You're so right. Let me get around to answering your question. So your okay. question was, how do I get in touch with you? And I didn't answer it because I just like to hear <laughs> myself talk. I like talking about myself, uh, like most of us. Find me on social media, okay? I don't, I'm probably, if you call me and it's not a number that's that's uh, <laughs> entered into my phone, saved into my phone, uh, there's a good chance I'm not going to answer. And and that's that's not the situation we want. Instead, follow me on social media. And you can do that on Instagram at Loftus underscore law, L-O-F like Frank, T like Tom, U-S like Sam. On TikTok, find me at Loftus Law and find all the fun flame wars in my comment section. It's great. Sounds good. And and going a little bit more about our conversation this morning, I kind of dropped a bomb with our guest host. <laughs> and our guest host, his name is Steve Davis. And I, you know, I told him, I said, well, I, I really don't market real estate agents. And he was surprised that we don't try to market every single real estate agent. And I was rude. And I said that because I believe <laughs> yeah. most real estate agents are not worthy, you know, where it comes with it. And I, I have to, to be, ruin our reputation. I don't think that's What's being going rude. on. Here? No, no, no. Everybody's a little bit different, just like you sure. are. You're special, and, and I I'm special. thankful <laughs> to WCPT. I'm getting my revenge right now. I'm thankful to WCPT because they give me this platform to talk here, and I get to bring on people that I think have value. And I, and I guess that's really the strongest thing I was trying to get across is that. Not everybody who's a real estate agent is a valuable real estate agent. So what we try to do is bring each one on here and find out what makes them valuable. And especially it's going to be their knowledge that comes with it. But Steve, I'm going to give you the mic right now. Please tell us about you, your company, your brokerage, and why people should think you're valuable. What an intro. I'll tell you what. After following <laughs> Patrick's, can't wait to hear Joey's. All right, so... Um, yeah, my name is Steve Davis, and uh, I work for Compass Real Estate, part of the Kamar Group. I'm actually a partner in the firm. We have 38 agents. Been doing this for almost 18 years. Um, absolutely love what I do. Um, more importantly is being able to 
help with a greater impact and a uh, the idea of helping and making sure that you're educated throughout your experience and more importantly is having someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to real estate when it comes to any profession in my opinion you either are very good at what you do and you're worthy of why you're hired or you're just another person that does the job so that's kind of how I would well say said. that. Well said. Your your whole thing with saying that why you don't go after realtors, why you don't, you know, however you, uh, you know, build your business or whatnot. I think it has to do with integrity no matter what. And so I'm not uh, appalled or felt insulted whatsoever, Charlie, just to let you know, because the thing is, is I think that all of us get to a certain point in our careers and what we do and realize either we want to work with that person we don't or we respect their business or we don't respect their business. Well said. So. No, I love it. And thank you for and that. I, and how do we get in touch with you, by the way? Please, oh, sure. contact. My, uh, my number is 312-513-6314. You can find me on Instagram, which is going to be I'm Steve Davis, very simple, as well as my email address is stevedavis at compass.com. Sounds good. And last but not least is my favorite mortgage broker. And Joey, I got to tell you, my phone has been ringing off the hook. All right. And we're booked out until next week right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with with the interest rates. Did something just happen? I mean, did, did something just happen? I mean, over the course of the last month, I would say many things have happened. Um, we've, we, we've had fantastically weak economic data since October 20, I think it was October 26th. Yeah, what October does that 26th. mean, weak economic data? I mean, explain it, it to me as if, well, I don't know, so explain it to me. Yeah, no. yeah. So we, we, we've had uh, low, uh, lower than expected uh, inflation numbers, the consumer price index, the producer's price index. We've seen some job reports falling, or, or I'm sorry, jobs reports for unemployment <laughs> being higher than what was anticipated until today. Today came in a little bit light, but that's okay because uh, what I think the Fed meeting minutes got released. Uh, Joey, I, I think you sent your AI version to uh, the, the show today. You sound, you sound like uh, Robot Joey showed up to Do the I? home buyers. Now you're starting oh, that's, that's better. better. That's better. I hate this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually I, I appreciate you with the technical difficulty because I, I was feeling very thrown off by the fact that, I mean, Charlie literally plugged everything in and said, hey, we're ready to go. I'm just like, what? Who are you? What? No, yeah. we're not. Oh, no, nope. there's you the guy. back. You're back. A AI Joey's back. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to be right back. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, so wanna, let, like... let's get back to Steve a little bit, and then I do want to hear from Joey in the market. He'll get all that stuff worked out so we get a better sound. But, you know, one of the biggest questions, Steve, is when? When should I buy? And I think that's part of the reason it's always, to me, it's fear is a huge motivator. And I think they actually call it FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. That's correct. And But go on. Tell me about the market, where we at, you know, and why somebody should wait or why they should move forward. So, you know, when I was here a couple of months ago, I believe it was, um, <clears throat> one of the big things was that we weren't sure what was happening with the markets Um weren't sure about the rates, if they were going to start coming down, if they were not, you know, what was happening. So my, the whole thing now is the fact that there's been people that have been waiting and that's fine. And waiting makes sense if the affordability isn't there. However, this is now where the rates are starting to come down. If you've noticed, the prices are still pretty good in the market in regard to not, you know, increasing to the amount that it will be. So what will happen is you have now decided, okay, we're gonna wait for a little while. Okay, you've waited. Now you have two choices, same thing as you always have. Jump in now while the uh, supply and demand makes sense, meaning the rates are coming down, the prices are where they're at, and there's still no inventory. I got news for you, come you know the spring, or even after January, when more properties come on, you will still have no inventory because now you will have more buyers as well. More competition. More competition. Yeah, people's needs aren't static. Or, you know, they don't. People's needs don't um, coincide with the market, right? Mm -hmm. So if uh, 
you know, when you have when you have a new addition to the family, for example, um, or you you have people that move out uh, because they've gotten old enough to go to college or whatever it is. Um, you know, that happens when it happens. It doesn't happen, uh, you know, if you're lucky, it happens, you know, at the perfect time. But I, I don't think really you should be hoping that the, you can hope that happens, but but prepare that for the fact that it might not. And so, you know, to answer your question, Charlie, in my opinion, you know, when when to buy a home is, is when when your needs change, uh, when you need a different home. Um, you know, and, and Steve, you said something along the lines of, you know, affordability uh, can be an issue, and, and it definitely is, right? Um, you know, and and part of that is because interest rates did increase so uh, so much and so quickly. Um, but then, you know, we it's it's funny. Yeah, we're in this industry, we're in this business, and you know, we can we can more or less kind of expect certain things um you know in preparing for whatever might happen but you know one thing that i think that we expected is that as interest rates come down off of whatever that peak is that seven and a quarter feels different today than it did uh even three four months ago yeah, um, when, we, when we first saw it and and people's you know psyches are you know they, they're uh, you know basically predictable in that sense so um you know there's there's a reason, you know, people, oh, seven and a quarter, I better jump on that. That is not how they felt when we first saw seven and a quarter, right? No, and the thing is, is that it's the rate where it's at now, <clears throat> you know, is going to level off to five and a half, six percent, six and a half. I don't know. Eventually. Because that's, that's the intention. You know, but the, I mean, and I know Joey's not on here, but he can definitely, you know, uh, answer this as well as that or be able to give his insight. But the thing is, is that, they said by June of you know this year that the rates were going to come down and we got to just wait till June, wait till May, whatever, right? Well, it uh, didn't happen until now, and it's the end of November. So yeah. the fact is, is that are the, you know you can't you can't anticipate it. You can anticipate, but at the same time, you can also be wrong. And even economists that get paid you know lots and lots of money <laughs> to 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 tell us what's going to happen. They couldn't answer it. Okay. So if that doesn't tell you anything, I can tell you a story. Um, I remember back. This was um, this would have been sometime in two thousand seven. I was working for a home builder. Uh, not a great time to be working for a home builder. Um, those were some harrowing times uh, for that business, uh, no doubt. Uh, but I went to um, uh, as part of my job a. It was basically a simulcast of a national home builders home builders association. Uh, gathering or whatever, and they had their uh, lead economist. I, th I think it's a fellow, I think his last name is Zandy. Uh, I could be getting that wrong. But in any event, um, his prediction, and you know, this is literally uh, you know, a, a trained economist who's hired to give opinions that people are, are going to rely on. Uh, in his opinion, we, we were going to see um, some tough times in the winter of 07 to 08, but by the middle of 08, we were going to be all right. Um, that's not what happened, is no. it, Charlie? No, there was a light switch. And there's a lot I of still, people that are predicting this thing to be happening next year too. And, and I still see I still see his name on, you know, reputable um, you know, uh, uh, opinions when it comes to the housing market. You're you're allowed apparently as an expert to have have a wrong prediction. Well, um, even the best-looking, <laughs> most popular weatherman in the world, Tom Skilling, and yes, I am the president of Tom Skilling Fan Club. All right. And by the way, he is very good looking. His stunt double you know? so Yeah, awesome. my doppelganger. You know. And uh but he makes mistakes too, you know, even if you're grilling, you can't always get that stuff. Hmm. But you know, going back to, to what Steve was saying a, a little bit, I've been noticing that we've been finding a hell of a lot more issues wrong with houses. Oh, and yeah. that doesn't mean we're doing a better job. That means there's there's a lot of bad houses that are people are buying. I right think now. people are trying to put lipstick on a pig in a way too. So they're just trying to make it so it passes, and that's not obviously good either because then you're not giving a good product away. But people are, they can tend to be a little on the desperate side to get rid of something they need to get rid of it, but they can also be all about you know they're not caring about the next buyer. They're caring about their next move. Of course. And that's something that is there. So it's the home inspector's job to find everything. 
It's the and I got you know, that. I mean, I'm going to interrupt uh, real quick because there's Charlie. also a lot of real estate agents out there yeah. that that don't want the home inspectors. And you asked me before, why don't I market them? Because I don't want somebody telling me that you know I don't want you to put all that stuff in there. You're going to kill my deal. Well, then they shouldn't be. Yeah, that, that's I, ridiculous anyway. But, but that's where I'm going sure here, not. and that's why I want to talk to you about this. Sure. Why do you know? I mean, accuracy is the key. 100%. I get it that somebody can blow something out of proportion. I get it that somebody can sugarcoat it either. You know, accuracy is the most important thing. And then for Patrick, you want all that, you know, proper knowledge that comes in there when it's in the report so that you can help write whatever it is. Because once we start getting to the level of BS, then we don't we don't do our clients any good. And once no. they move in, they're going to be angry. And that anger, you know, you were kind of talking earlier about why are you talking to me as a real estate agent? I'd love for you to share that story. Why didn't you go back and list your house with the person that you bought your house from? Why aren't you talking to that real estate agent again? Why are you interviewing me? Can you share that? I want to hear yeah, more on that. Absolutely. So when an agent goes <clears throat> for an interview, because it is an interview, because that is for a job, I will emphasize that. One of my well, old mentors explained that to me. So when you're going in for an interview... The first question and the most important thing is not about you to get that job. It's to discover. It's to find out why exactly they're interviewing you versus however many other agents out there. What makes you special? So on. So you're always going to answer that question because that's where you, you know, try to sell yourself. In my opinion, I don't think that's as important, uh, you know, where you want to actually find out what's important to them. So your questions are, you know, what is it that you're looking for in a real estate agent? What, why, uh, what did you not find that was satisfactory with the last real estate agent, considering I'm sitting here and they are not? Um, what is it that, you know, I can do that's different or that's going to make it so that you feel, you know, better about your decision? There's a lot of questions that come into play. And I think the experienced agents as well as the ones that want to educate and to make sure that the client is comfortable, you know, before the process, even if they don't get hired, but before the process, during the process, and after the process. Yeah, now you're talking karma a little bit, and mm -hmm. I want to get back to that sure. a little bit. But Joey Joey ended up coming back on the oh, good. On oh, Connected with back, us, and I want to go ahead and get an update on the rates and up and down and everything else going on. So Joey, please continue where you left off. All right, well, I don't know what kind of robot stuff you heard earlier, but- um, Hey, we got regular yeah, Joey so, back. I like hey, regular Joey. Hey, there he is, <laughs> this idiot. Um, <laughs> Lovable. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, as far as, you know, if, if you're, if we're taking score as far as, you know, who, who has the most uh, technical difficulties, oh, you're, trying to you're way, you're so far behind the, the leader, you know, you're entitled to, you know, more than a few more. And we don't want to mention any names, but his, but his initials are Charlie Belfontaine. Yeah. Yeah. That guy does, has no clue. I mean, so Joe, go on. Initials. Anyway, um, so what's going on? So since October 26th, when the market essentially bottomed out for um, uh, rate purposes, or not, well, I guess topped out, I should say, for rate purposes for mortgage-backed securities pricing, we have seen weak economic data. Weak economic data is good for people looking to buy um, because as we see weaker economic data come in, we see... Fed policies start to shift to more of a loosening policy rather than a tightening policy. Whenever they're tightening, they're trying to make things um, more expensive. I mean, at the end of the day, what, what it is is making things more expensive so less people are, are utilizing goods or purchasing goods. So inflation report has come in light. Um, CPI uh, two weeks ago or last week, um, the producer production uh, report came in super light. Mm -hmm. uh, the jobs report today, it came in a little bit heavy for the first time in, I want to say it was three weeks since the last time we had a light jobs report. Um, when you say heavy and light, can, can you yeah, 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 yeah. explain so what that it, means? It came in lighter of expectation, which in this case would normally be a bad thing, but there was underlying data that uh, helped boost uh, mortgage-backed securities today. So today has been a, it started off well, it went kind of flat. Um, so we're trading pretty flat today, but um, yeah, over the course of the last month, we've probably seen three quarters to a percent gain in rates. So if you were 
in the eights. You're now in the sevens and the sixes could be on the horizon if we continue to see weakening economic data come in. Uh, the FOMC, the Federal Open Markets Committee, released their last meeting minutes yesterday as well. And while the Fed does believe, you know, the higher for longer uh, policy standpoint, I feel like at this point it's, it's it's starting to feel like a little bit of hot air because at the end of the day, uh, the markets are going to dictate policy, period, right? They can't continue leaving things high if the market's getting too loose. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I feel like we may hit our first refinance cycle in the next like six, seven months. We'll see. Uh, there's talk about the chance of the Fed lowering rates for the first time this coming July. We'll see. Um, Joey Stradamus is not going to make a prediction because yes, he you are. Wrong. <laughs> you yeah. know you are. All right, they're going to raise rates in July. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. Right. Even the finest, as we as we discussed earlier, even the finest economic minds uh, make wildly inaccurate predictions, and they still get to have their job as predictors of His the future. His name is Barry Habib, and he's That's wrong ninety nine percent of the time. There that one percent that he's right, people love the guy. Tell you what, ninety-nine percent of the time, Joey. <laughs> I mean, that might be statistics are made. Stick up with it, all right. I'm buying it. Spot. Go with the ninety-nine percent, Joey. Hey, the, the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl next year. They are going to win the Super Bowl yeah, this year. It's about the same. All right, they're all right. still got Whoa, it. But it, slow down. But I yeah, slow down. Um, if by Super Bowl you mean first draft pick. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but no, I also noticed that you know gas prices are low. I also heard that OPEC mm -hmm. is going to start reducing um, the amount of oil that they're going to be producing in hopes to go ahead and elevate that stuff. It, it but all that, that stuff much. comes in there. You don't think it'll matter that much? I think it does. Yeah, well, o you know, o OPEC. So you know, let me let me just tell you what I've learned from TikTok about oil and gas. Oh my um, goodness! Here we go. Please, <laughs> please do. Yeah, Steve, you better get well, ready to take so, over. You know, we. we <laughs> There's a few things, you know, we're, we're, we're all kind of scarred. Our, our psyches are scarred by our experiences that, that we've gone through. So, for example, uh, you get people, I'm sure, Steve, you talk to people who go, you know, look, I lived through 2007 through 2010. You know, no. the, the bottom's going to fall out of the market and they're, they're waiting for that to happen. And they're going to be waiting a long time and they'll probably be in their grave before that happens. OK, uh, well, so how many people thought there was a bubble? What about a year ago, two years ago? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's I mean, over the last four years, right? There's not exactly, Joey. The underlying like, fundamentals, you know, don't don't support it. Um, you know, know the bubble is. I, I remember when <clears throat> the bubble was happening. I could tell you what was going on on the mean streets of uh, you know Chicago back in the in in the mid aughts, and it, it looked a lot different. Um, and you know, anyways, so my point was going to be that. Uh, you know what people when when you when you hear that OPEC is gonna uh, raise or, or lower their amount of production, people's minds uh, travel back to the 70s when that was a basically they had they they held all the keys to to most of the oil. Now what has happened in the intervening time frame is that we learned our lesson from that experience, Correct. and the U.S. is actually a net exporter of oil and gas. So uh, we have we produce enough oil and gas in this country to uh, to to satisfy all of our needs. Now, if prices go up, what that is going what what the consequence is going to be is actually that we are going to increase mm -hmm. production here because it will make economic sense. So instead of being held, uh, you know, basically to the whim of OPEC as we were in the seventies. The the uh, you know the the way that things are today, we actually um, we hold a lot more cards in our hand. So I don't expect which I mean, is great. If you look at gas prices, because I, I I I did some looking into this. Even though you're the gas price guy, even though you drive an electric vehicle, so for some reason another um, trigger. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you because know, I, I was gonna do um, you know some uh, shots some, fired. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm nothing but shots. Um, <laughs> Oops, uh, I'm going to pay for that. Um, that thing's just going to go back and forth all day. I'm just going to sit over here and watch it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was talking about. I was talking about oil and gas. Um, you know, we're we're much more self-sufficient and, and uh, higher 
if gas prices do stay higher. So oh, what, I was, what I was saying, the reason I actually have some knowledge about uh, gas prices over the past couple of years, I was going to do some content about holiday travel, which I will at some point um, before the holidays are over and it's not timely anymore. Um, but today's <laughs> gas prices are lower than last year's by a significant amount, yeah. by like 30, yes. 40 cents. And because gas prices are cyclical in the sense that summer is higher, winter is lower, um, generally speaking, if you are going to be doing any traveling, for example, uh, for Christmas uh, time, holiday time, whatever you want to call it, um, you're probably going to uh, be more likely to decide to drive than to fly um, because it's just always going to be expensive to fly during uh, Christmas time, uh, Thanksgiving time, unless you're yeah. going international. Um, but yeah, gas they prices sell should a lot be right of those tickets. And that's and that's helping with inflation, of course. Um, you know, because gas is a big part of that, as is housing. Yeah, and, and I go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Food, water, shelter. Yes. Those are the big three things. Well, in order to get food, water, and shelter, <laughs> we need a job. All right? In order to get to the work job, we need gas. Work from home, Charlie. And that's where we come in. I know I'm getting all worked up. You did this from day one. But, Steve, I want to get back to <laughs> value. So, all right? Yep. What, something else I want to throw in there is sometimes I'll get a phone call and—, and the person who's interviewing me as their home inspector, the only thing they want to know is what's the price. And at that point in time, they think that home inspectors are a commodity. And if if I get it, if we are all the same, then then the, you go with the cheapest price. I, I don't blame it. I know a home inspector that's not the same as the other ones. I behave. Now, Steve, <laughs> this is about you, not about not about Patrick here. Are you sure. Um do you you know do you think all real estate agents are the same? I know the answer. So, so I'm going to go with no on that. Okay. Uh, and then but which is what I wanted to hear. Now, the hard question and this is a hard question. How do you tell somebody what your value is? Why you? You know, why should they hire you over somebody else? Well, I think it goes back to asking the question of you pay for what you get. Yeah, but that's too general of a thing. So what well, am I going to get? Let me sure. rephrase my question. Sure. What am I getting with well, you? First of all, you're going to get um, the education, eighteen, almost 18 years of experience. Uh, you're going to get my team, which consists of, if you hire one of us, you're hiring 38 of us. Um, Whoa. Yeah. That's a big number. Yes, sir. We have a large team. Uh, we're able to coach, teach, mentor everyone into being great agents. Um, and we have a very, very low um, <clears throat> revolving door, if you will. So um, they have to that's provide. That's important. Yeah. That's a lot of value, that the low revolving difference. door. 100%. And that yeah. goes along with my business too. So, you know, you can hire anyone to do anything and you can hire someone because they live in your building and you can hire someone because they're in your area. You can hire someone because someone referred you. But the thing is, is that getting that referral means not only am I going to impress you, right, Charlie? to sell your house, but mm -hmm. also I'm going to impress upon the fact of like, hey, listen, I have this opportunity to sit down with you and your family to see if I'm a good fit to sell your house. I also need to impress Patrick because Patrick referred me to you. You know what I mean? So it, it there's more to it than that. Um, when it comes down to real estate in general, anyone has pictures, anyone who has comps, anyone who has any of those things, the value I bring to it is not only the education, but it's also the fact of what can I do for you? What do you, what are you looking for um, as far as a home buyer or a seller? Yeah, let me see if I can add to that. Um, so what I heard you say earlier is that when you're um, sitting down to uh, interview with a, a potential listing, um, you're asking questions, which which I think is, is you're starting down the right path uh, right off the bat by asking questions and finding out about the other person. You're not sitting there telling them uh, all, all of the features that you offer um, because I don't think I don't think that's particularly relevant to the, to the person you're talking to. Um, through that process, you're learning about the needs that this person has. Cause, Correct. Cause, What's uh, relevant to them? Every, right. every home yeah. uh, seller, home buyer has a set of needs. And while some of those needs are going to be fairly uh, commonplace, you know, I, I need to get the best, the best price. Okay, I mean that's, you know, okay, I'm going to get you the best price. You know, that doesn't move the needle, right? Because that's that's a it's a very hollow thing to say. It's very obvious. But um, as you discover, uh, that's the that's the word you used. Uh, these people's needs, you're able to identify 
things that you can offer to specifically meet each person's needs. To be a resource, needs. correct. Which I think I think is something that sets someone apart from someone who's just offering the service they offer. And rather than offering a blanket set of, you know, the, these are the features that I offer. I sold, you know, this many million dollars of real estate last year. I had this many clients. Um, I, I did all these great things. I was in the President's Club. I was in the 100% Club. I was in the, you know, I have a green hat club. Um, you know, that's... They got a green hat club? I didn't know I'm that either. Sure they I'm do. sure they I'm do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Trust me. I grew up in a real estate household. You know, the, the number of plaques... It, 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 it's, I'll tell you... God, I'm going to get off track again. Uh, again, when I was working for a home builder, um, you know, they, they sent... Because you know, nobody who's been to more than two of these uh, banquets wants to go to another one. Uh, where they hand out those awards where it's like best... Uh, ranch model and you know some ranch model yeah, oh yeah no. best ranch and, model with two bedrooms yeah yeah best ranch model with three bedrooms because then you've got Jesus. a bunch of plaques you can uh, you can you can hang up on on the wall of the, I of just the make model. my own plaques you can <laughs> I mean you might as well I mean it's about the same thing um, the only difference is they you know paid to you know you get a, you get you get a banquet. That that's the difference. All right, so um, so <laughs> the the point is the, those all of those awards you know, super lawyers. I, you know, I'm great. I paid to be in in a magazine that calls me a super lawyer. It's absolutely meaningless. It means nothing. Uh, what what matters? What should matter to someone who is a discerning consumer um, of real estate is that the person sitting across from you actually listened, like Steve is describing, to what is important to you mm-hmm. and then they say and, and if if they have a need that maybe you can't meet you know maybe one of your the 37 other uh brokers can but if not it may not be a good fit and that's fine too but yeah you know, the the fact of the listening part i think that sets you apart from a uh, you know a, a lot if not most uh you know Humans. people <laughs> Are you yeah, saying that more than not a lot of people will listen more than ask questions I'm sorry. more than talk about themselves? What did you That's say? That's true. What? Two ears, one mouth. They gave it to us for a reason, but we talking? never listened to that. Charlie, are you talking? I am I can't, talking. I can't hear a thing. Sorry about that. I can I'm hear making, me. I'm making a joke about oh, you know, people listening gotcha. or not. I'm a little too. slow, but I'm little, consistent yeah. <laughs> You know, when it comes to that. It made sense to me. But I, And I get it. But the biggest <laughs> thing is, you know, for example, talking with you guys here. If I ask Joey, Joey, what makes you valuable? Why should I use you as my mortgage broker? I know the answer is going to be because I cross every T, I dot every I. I have never had a loan that did not clear to close, you know, based on me missing something right up front. So when he gives a pre-approval, it's there. That's a big number. And we're talking about just like you when I said, wow, what'd you say, 36 uh, on your team? 38. 38 on your team. Joey's got a big team too, you know, and he demands the same thing that he gets out of him. I know Joey's value. Patrick, you are open with everything that you talk about when it comes to the law. You understand condo docs, you understand what needs to be there. You got your processes in order and you make things happen. Again, there's no headaches, there's no mistakes. That's valuable. All right. And that's where I see a lot of real estate agents fail. And to me, it's more important about the number of units. I really don't like that how much money I sold category because I've seen people that are in the top 5%. Well, they're in the top 5%, but they sold five houses last year. Well, congratulations. They were expensive homes. I'm happy for you. But do I? That's called I, want, lazy. I want experience. That's called lazy. Maybe, maybe that's maybe. called that's called. I don't have to work that hard because I make enough money from five different houses. And right. it's not about money. Sounds right. It's about and money. Joey, I know that's one of the words you use a lot too. Can, can I say something? Nice it's about, hold on. Hold on. Uh, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> I got I got something to rebuttal on that guy. All right. Just that one real sure. quick. You know, in in the year and a half we've been doing this, you know, every time we've had a question for Joey, he's just like. Boom, got the answer. Even when he I'm does. like, well, Joe, let me let me throw a curveball at you. Yeah, he he just, he smacks it. You know. Then you why know? don't we let him talk more? Let him. Man, I love hearing you talk about me. That's that's it. That was listen. great. I mean, Patrick spent ten minutes talking about himself. Charlie spent seven on me. I, 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 listen, I value all of you. That's what I'm trying to say. And I'm being generous by yeah. allowing you guys to have all of that time talking about yourself. Steve, you, you were wanting to say something, and and I decided my thing was more important. Yeah, that's what so okay. You wanted to say. I know a part of the deal about uh, about being on this podcast. Um, 
Uh, all right. So I think it was the money. I got it. All right, I got it. It's somehow lazy. (laughs) All right, I finally got it up. I was I never threw that thing, but that was deserving. Another? It was kind of. So the big thing I believe in our business is anyone can go ahead and make money from the job. You have to make money to eat. I get that, support your family, so on. Yeah. But if you only do a job because of the money, in my opinion, is that's sad, especially when you have a job that has the opportunities and more importantly, your the honor and the and the privilege of working with people that are, you know, selling the American dream, buying the American dream in in larger volumes. It's a big deal. I think it's a huge deal. And the and the fact is I tell agents and they come in and I'm coaching and teaching and and them I say, you know, are you doing this only for the money? Well, the fifty eight, you know, nineteen, twenty year olds are gonna say yes because they gotta make money. The ones that are older that have been doing this and they only do it for the money, well, I don't need you in my business anymore. Like you, this is not what you're doing. This, you're not in here just to make money. Now, this is my opinion, and everyone has their own opinion, and that's why we all are here. But at the same time, if you're only doing it for money, and like you said, Charlie, five deals, and you don't have to work the rest of the year, please get out of my business. Because they're not going to. You're you and not I both giving. Know that. But you, I understand that. But you're also not giving the service you should be giving to your clients. You're doing the bare minimum. I mm. go above and beyond. That you wanted to ask another question of why I'm worth what I'm worth. Yeah. I will go above and beyond. I will make sure I'm there. In case you can't be there and you got to let the guy come in to fix your fridge before we sell your house. I will be there to let the painter in because you're working all day to make sure I can facilitate that for you. There was one deal where I was selling a property and the woman called me and she's like, my house just, my basement just flooded. We have water in the basement and we're supposed to close in two days. I went over there with a shop vac. I sat there and cleaned it up. I made sure we had an emergency plumber. I did all these different things. Find that in another agent that loves doing what they do as much as I do. You know, I, I'm listening to everything and I'm grinning ear to ear. I cannot tell you how good it makes me feel. And it just reminds me when my kids were going to college and they were trying to figure out what they were doing for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. you know. And the biggest thing I told them is find you got to find your passion. The money will come. All right. And if you find the passion and most people, I'm hoping that if they get into the real estate business, you have to have a passion of helping another human being. 100 percent. All right. And as long as you got that and you really believe in it, then the money will come. You're going to do it well. You're going to go out of your way for people. They're going to see it and the value will come there. Steve, we, we got to go around the horn. I'm running a little late right now. How do people get hold of you if they have questions? Yeah, they can reach me at uh, Steve Davis at Compass.com or my Instagram. I'm Steve Davis. Or you can reach me on my cell, 312-513-6314. And then Patrick, please, how do they get hold of you? Instagram, Loftus underscore law, TikTok at Loftus Law. And again, my name is Charlie. I own Chicagoland Home Inspectors. Our website is www.thehomeinspectors, that's plural, O-R-S, and that's a dot com. If you're interested in getting into the home inspection business, we also own Home Inspection University, that's H-I-U-I-L dot com. And our phone number is 312-514-9180. And Joey, how do they get hold of you? And then I got a follow-up question after you get us that information. I forgot to introduce myself. Joey Matthews, NMLS 1230694, the VA Loan Nerd. You could find me at Uh thevalonerd.com. You could call or text me at 630-235. Two four zero five. You can find me on all my social medias as at the VA Loan Nerd. He does have the most romantic voice there is. I'm telling you what. Yeah, I, I, I hope that microphone's got a warranty. I hope so too. <laughs> but you know, I'm switching mics. But you know, Joey, one of the I don't things. I don't mean to rag on you, Joey. It's just, no, it's so, all good. Sound is a big deal to me. It is. But Joey, Same. you know, one of the things that I like to look for when I'm hiring a home inspector. Uh, for our company is again going back to that passion you gotta you gotta want to help other people what are some of the things you look for when somebody wants to come on your team 
Mm-hmm. He's, switching, he's switching mics. I'm switching mics. There, there we go. There he is. That's, yeah. God, right. that's a world of difference. Uh, the, the, the biggest things that I look for um, is a... One, I want, I want people that are going to commit to this because I work with a lot of firefighters. I work with a lot of cops, right? Um, they need to commit to this being a real job. This is a big boy job. Yeah. Big boy, big girl job. You're it's dealing not a with people's lives. It's absolutely not a hobby. I used to it's not drive a side people... Hustle. It is no. Oh my God! It, it, so when I was at the firehouse, people talked about it like it was a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, you call it a side hustle again? I'm gonna punch you in the freaking face." Um, <laughs> now that's yeah, firehouse it, humor for those of you that don't understand it, but I get it. Yeah. Sorry. No. It, it's it, it, the commitment to excellence, the commitment to learn. I think. I think if you show me that you're willing to learn this job, if you're willing to, and by learn, I mean know your your guidelines. Know what you can and can't do. Don't throw poop at a wall and hope something sticks because those people find themselves out of this business real quick. And we've seen that over the last three years. We've gone from 200,000 national mortgage loan originators to under, I think it's 80,000 now. I mean, it's it's wow. insane. Um, it's, it's amazing, I, it, isn't it? I, am, I, I hate to say I'm happy about it, but I'm happy about it. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the people that are gone are the people that... that gave us a bad reputation yep um i can tell but when 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 the herd gets called i i can tell you know when yeah. when things are in, in the state of 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 affairs that they're in you know currently and and in those situations where it's not hot so to speak man is it is it such a breath of fresh air to deal mostly with professionals uh, either whether whether it's the uh, mortgage broker the real estate broker uh, the closers, you know, the people who stick around are, you know, they're the real ones. And that, that too, is another thing important when you take them as a commodity. My son's listening right now, Joey, and I know you did his mortgage as well as mine. And he just put on there, you know, he's trying to trigger me. I think he's on Patrick's <laughs> nice, uh, nice. podcast and stuff like that. But he threw out here, I'm not having a magical day. So, and, and I think that's a story worth telling because, you know, I used to take the kids down to Disney World a lot happiest place on earth right so we used to go there and i went there for a convention one time at mgm studios and my kids were small they wanted juice boxes so i go up to the i got in line to get the drinks you know and and i asked them for three juice boxes and the guy i felt so bad the guy tells me we don't have any juice boxes right well all week long I'm at the hotel, and everything I kept hearing is, have a magical day, have a magical day, have a magical day. So I, I, I was cracking a joke, and I told the guy, he says, well, I'm not having a magical day, you know. Oh and my, my God, it's like I punched him in the nose. He, talked, <laughs> he looked at me. He looked at me like I was Walt Disney out of cryogenics himself. And he was, you could see the blood leaving his head. He took off running, and I mean full speed running, and and left his stand. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? He comes back, and his arms were full of juice, juice boxes. boxes left and right. Oh, so they did have juice boxes. And well, he he didn't have any, and he got more for me. And I'm like, all right, dude, you rock. You know, that's all there is to it. And just a simple thing like that, like what you're talking about, going over when somebody's in a dire need because they're flooding. That's huge. You know, and I don't know how you can keep expressing how important yeah. all that stuff is. Well, I think the I big think thing is, is it's not it's not about selling yourself. And I think too many people feel like they have to sell themselves. If you have to sell yourself, in my opinion, you already you know, lost. What's that? Sorry, <laughs> you already lost. Yeah, yeah I agree you, with that. Yeah. Either you either you know your stuff, or you don't. And either you're going to be a beneficial factor for them, or you're not. You know, and I think it's the same as anything. I think your reputation precedes you, and I think Most your experience. Word. Yeah, your experience does. I and, mean, yeah, I've said that you know? time and time again. Everybody goes, "What are the three most important words in real estate? Location, location, location." And then I ask him, "I go, okay, what are the three what most the important words to I a disagree. real estate agent?" <laughs> you know, what are what are three most important words about you? And I'm hoping to hear reputation, reputation, uh-huh. reputation. Nope. Tell I'll give me. you reputation. Love it. I'll give you integrity. All right. Mm-hmm. And I will give you um, being real. But don't the last two, two words improve your reputation? <laughs> you know? 
What did I miss something there? I said I said being real, and he goes, "That's two words." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. Hey, at least you. How about real? Is that better? Is it, yeah, uh, yeah. Real like factor. It. No, I that's like, two yeah. words. Uh, Damn it! You you could also say that you've never been banned from all Disney properties for any period of time. I have not been it. banned <laughs> from all <laughs> Disney properties at any oh, given time. Oh boy, yeah. I forgot. Or Joey. companies. Be glad, Joey, Joey you're, you're not you, with him any longer, because he is Are trying we, to trigger everyone. Is this triggering Joey? Oh, what yeah. happened? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you after. Oh, please do. i got to hear this. Oh, yeah, it's a goofy story. Yeah. Well, I'll send a video that can't be sent. <laughs> oh, the video. That's a, there's even yeah, a video. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy was once goofy. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, but he puked in the costume. <laughs> and there it is. All right. Nice. He was video he was, not needed. He was 19 or 18 years old. We got to cut 18. him a little slack. It was between college and boot camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guess what? You win that one. So <laughs> there's no judgment on my end. No, there no might be judgment, judgment from either. these two, but there's no judgment from me, Joey. I'm no, not judging it. him. But you know, but look judgy. at Joey's thing. You know, you go for his value. His value is that silent thing. You know, if if everything goes smooth. He met his expectations, but people don't realize that it doesn't always go smooth. Uh, when he makes everything go smooth, that's valuable. The less I hear from the mortgage broker, the better, until I actually want to hear from you, and you better not. You and know. that's CDC? See, I disagree. I disagree. Or contingency date. I disagree. No, I, I always do weekly updates. I do there weekly you go. video See, updates. boom, right do, there. That's do, what do, I wanted to hear, because the fact is is that if you are communicating with the people in involved the parties involved where there's not too many cooks in the kitchen but at the same time giving basic facts hey your 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 uh your loan is under t- underwriting uh great news they've been pre-approved uh great news uh, we got a ctc you know clear to close those things are very very important and the same thing should be on the other side tell me agents out there that will call you on a weekly basis that will tell you where you're at in your process whether you're waiting for a clear close, whether you're waiting for the appraisal, whether you're waiting for the earnest money, whether you're waiting for getting out of attorney review. And and more importantly is when I make those phone calls, I say, hey, how are you doing today? Everything's good. Blah, blah, blah. All right. I just want to give you a quick update. I have a question for you real quick. Do you need anything from me? Mm-hmm. And then I say, all right, here's what's going on with your deal. Here's what's up. Blah, blah, blah. Any other questions? Nope. Okay, great. Moving on. So. Joey will probably understand this as well as possibly you, Patrick. Um, and uh, Charlie, I don't know if you were aware of this. I was a part of coaching crew, coaching team, coaching aspect, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they taught me how to have theme days. So every single Tuesday, I'm reaching out to my current clients. And that, I think, is huge. The fact is that if you're reaching out to your clients on a weekly basis, as Joey said, I commend you on that, my friend, uh, that makes a big difference. I want to work with you more than I want to work with someone else that doesn't call me. Yeah. That drives me insane. Being an effective communicator, but on top of it, um, you know, being just just being someone who is going to listen. I never want to be in a position uh, on any aspect of a transaction where uh, something comes as a surprise to someone. And the reason is because they weren't kept in the loop. Right. There are certain Correct. things that perhaps the I don't surprises need. Surprises to... are horrible. Right. Right. Surprises are what are what kill deals. Right. So, you know, for example, the deal I closed yesterday, the uh, the the lawyer on the other side uh, casually dropped the fact that the uh, tenant on the second floor was uh, had not paid their rent for October and November. And that's why they weren't offering a November uh Rent proration. Um, kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. kind <laughs> of a big a deal. Bit. It was super casual, though, and I was just like, hold up, what? Uh, so I called my client. I'm like, you know, bro, this is what's going on. And he's like, oh, man, that's, that's no good. So I called up the other lawyer, and I said, you know, interesting how casual you were about that. And uh, we got a big problem because we now have a delinquent tenant as opposed to a nice uh, current paying tenant who's, you know, we don't have to worry about. And, you know, basically we didn't resolve that until like 15 minutes before the closing the next day. And, you know, there were a couple of little wow. uh, ins and outs. And that's I mean, probably the integrity of the other attorney, correct? I have you some, can't answer that question. I will answer it for you. I have you. some opinions about that person. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. The, this I'm is, on board with you. Sorry. But th- well, this, I'm right there. This true. is the same lawyer who, when we had a deal closing during my honeymoon, and I asked really politely hoping for some... Uh, Oh, uh, professionalism from the from the other lawyer. They said, uh, you know, I, we really need to close at 8 a.m. Central Time, and you know your 
uh, time zone is not my problem, essentially. And wow, uh, nice. the 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 funniest part, if you want even want to call it funny, is that uh, I was up at 4 a.m. I was like, okay, we're doing this. You know, I'm I'm here for my clients, and I get an email from the closer saying, whoops, we're not going to close until. Uh, you know, the Tuesday, because Monday was a holiday. So uh, I was up for no good reason after that lawyer just insisted we had to close the first thing in the morning, Chicago time. And I still feel some kind of way about this person. Well, here's the thing, and I would say, I would emphasize this real quick because I know I run out of time. The fact is that's what makes you different in the fact of making sure that you're taking care of your client. Yeah. The other side doesn't seem like that attorney cared, except for getting paid, getting the deal done, and moving on to the next one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, so that makes you different. Makes and, perfect sense. And you know that that lawyer shot themselves in the foot in terms of reputation, sure. and it informed how I handled our interaction on this occasion. And it was to my benefit that I was like, mm, "Yeah, that's the one who did that thing." I, and I mean, it goes back to some basic rules. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Golden rule. And don't expect. You know, somebody to treat you better than what you're treating them. It's all going to come around, and it came around, and yeah. I got I got a better deal for my client at the end of the day because I was like, ah, I, I know how this person is. So. You know, we last week we talked about the NAR lawsuit, and the biggest thing that I came out of that with is, if you're in this business, and I I don't care if you're a real estate attorney, a home inspector, real estate broker, real estate real estate mortgage broker, I don't care. You better learn how to tell your value. Oh, All right, course. because yeah. now I think that, you know, by just by switching and putting the blanks on the commissions or a, a buyer's agent having to, you know, decide what they're going to get paid with with their client, you better be able to make sure why you have that value. And one of the you biggest, know? yeah, and, and one of the biggest things, too, is that with that being said, I don't care where this NAR thing goes. The fact is, is that. You as a seller have to understand that, yeah, you're going to pay your, your agent because he's rep, he or she is representing your property. But you, if you don't pay on the buyer's side, there may not be traffic to coming through your property. And we also got to make sure the buyer's agent is valuable. Steve, we, again, we are running Charlotte short on time. If, hard questions with two minutes left. I always do that, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, how do people get hold of you? Give us all the details, please. Sure. Steve Davis, uh, my number is 312-513-6314. Say it again, please, a little bit slower. Sure. 312-513-6314. My email address is stevedavis at compass.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is I'm Steve Davis. Sounds good. Patrick, please. Listen, you got to be able to tell people why and how you matter uh, in the context of the thing that they're wanting to hire you for. Otherwise, mm, well you're, you're going to have difficulty in any aspect of your life. Find me on Instagram, Loftus, <clears throat> Loftus underscore law. Find me on TikTok, uh, Loftus law. Enjoy, please. Well, you can call or text me at 630-235. I just giggle because you sound so romantic. I'm sorry. It's hot. It is. Go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. 2405. You can find me at thevaloannerd.com or across all my social medias as at thevaloannerd. And thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Sorry if we ruined... 53 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds of your life. You You'll never get it back. Thank you so much. My Amazing. name is Charlie. Uh, I was Chicagoland Home Inspectors. And thank you, WCPT. And I am out. Oh.